0: That's great. That's really great. Yeah. I I I am happy to be uh, here. I, I'm happy to be here. That's so Oh God. Yeah. Ever, so Everyone
1: everyone's happy. Uh we're ha- we're here with the beautiful Alex Patak at P Jokes. Uh welcome to Ponzi Scream, Alex Patak. How you doing?
2: Thanks for having me David I'm tossing my hair in the moonlight
0: I have to confer- okay that's one Pinocchio right there it is uh noon uh, Alex is not uh in Korea where it would be night right now or you know w- uh, whatever other part of the co- of the world so mm-hmm. that's uh, that's one that's one Pinocchio for you right Danny there Danny is uh, lying
2: I'm calling in from from the people's Korea
0: mm-hmm. and I want to talk about this Donald Trump I was thinking about the fucking John Oliver Trump bit for a while. Like I was like, I was riding my bike and I was thinking like, do you think like John Oliver feels remorse for that? Like, like, I, like if you got, I don't know if he would ever admit it publicly, but if you got him in a private situation and you were like, Hey, that was like uh, that was like one of the dumbest things you could have done. Right. Like, do you think he would be like, yes, that was, I'm so sorry about that. Like I, I, I that episode was,
1: came out, he basically resisted talking about Trump for the first six months of Trump being on the scene, and then his first stab at Trump was was the Drumf bit, and I think he must feel horrible for himself for that.
2: I don't think yeah. he feels horrible for himself at all. I think he has his own TV show. He probably feels
0: fantastic.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: I would agree if it was like other another person, I would agree, but I just think that like I don't know if he feels remorse, but he probably feels bad if that makes sense. Well, for <laughs> like, name
1: for name shaming, certainly, you know.
2: Right, name shaming is never okay. I if anything he could feel bad because it's it was like a strategically like Planned tactic to get inside the psyche of Donald Trump. And uh, it clearly did not work. I don't think Donald Trump cared at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll give him a little bit of a pass just because it was like, you know, early 2017 and people were still just sort of like, oh, is it, what bits do I do? Oh,
1: I don't know. I'm not really sure.
0: So he like, he took a big swing and it was, it ended up being a big old whiff in the long run hey
1: there's like 70 million people in this country who fucking love calling him drumpf like there are like the like cheeto head like those sorts of people like that there is still a huge percentage of the population that thinks that's the funniest thing on earth
2: cheeto heads parrot heads Jimmy
1: Buffett fans. Jimmy they Buffett all love saying it. Yeah. Yeah. All those people. I think
2: that it's a tactic that would have worked if he finished the job and not only called him drunk, but then moved on to anti-German racism, World War I style. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> can we trust a kraut in the White House? You know that kind can, of... can we trust this Kaiser pig? <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. think so. <laughs> Everything he does is for the Hun. <laughs> he has impure blood. All right, his his humors are all out of balance.
1: <laughs> yeah, he wasn't colluding. He wasn't colluding with the Russians. He was colluding with the Prussians, folks. Oh,
2: folks. yeah, yeah. Welcome as back to can, Comedy Central or HBO, whatever
0: the show's on. As you can clearly tell, he has too much. He has an imbalance of bile in his blood right now. All right, he doesn't have enough bile. <laughs>
1: Is that a German thing?
0: No, it's a humours.
2: Yeah. Uh, Danny's sure. going farther back in time to destroy Trump.
0: <laughs> we must go farther back. You know uh, the four the, the four humors. Piss, <laughs> shit, cum, and, uh, bile. and
1: pile pile. Sh- shit. And,
0: <laughs> and alt comedy. That's a humor, you know? Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's a
2: podcast.
1: <laughs> hey you still you you shut up your mouth <laughs> uh, <laughs> so today we're uh talking with alex about uh the the fabulous german friendly town of boston and that's we, right and alex is a native there and alex uh, tell us tell us a little bit about boston
2: boston uh it was the first city is the greatest city uh, the only one that, you know, we put this country on the map and we uh-huh. s- took it all home with some clam chowder at the end of the day. That's what we do. Count the rings, baby. Yeah.
1: There's three. No, How that... many? How many rings? Yeah. Four, five. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, well, nice. there's a
2: there's a lot of football rings. Oh, those rings. Yeah. But yeah. They're... We have many football rings,
1: but they're no. in the... that's outside of Austin though. That's like the.
2: It's Well, it's only outside of Boston because the other states are too poor to have their own New England Patriots, and they're jealous. <laughs> they're jealous of us because they're tiny and they have to latch on our team.
0: Oh, uh, I don't know about
1: that. Uh, I, I do like yeah. the idea of the Connecticut Patriots. That just sounds funny. Let's oh just say God. no
2: one makes the mistake of assuming they're the Rhode Island Patriots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the
1: Cohan <cohort> Patriots? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Peter! New Peter, remember the Pride. time? Remember the time I bought that? I bought that football team, Peter.
2: Peter, you can't sack Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, that bit has to end now because I don't know a second football player. Uh,
0: <laughs>
2: Julian uh, Edelman, Bill Belichick. Uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> The Gronk uh, is gone though. He's the, he was the scariest person. Uh, I, the Gronk, I think, think he's a. The sc- Gronk he a really is scary
2: guy. he's an ambassador for like a style of guy that Boston produces, even if he's not from Boston. We have a lot of like really?
1: large Shrek Shrek like
2: Shrek like white boys who are <laughs> yeah. kind of dangerous in their size.
1: Yeah, uh, would it I, be I think fair he, to
0: call him a? Would it be fair to call him a crazy white boy? Yeah, he's a <laughs> he's like the Joe Biden of football players. <laughs> he is the first one to
2: do the tackle, man. Char-
1: Charles Charles yeah. Corn Pop Gronkowski.
2: <laughs> he has his own island. Did you know that? What? No. What? The Gronkowskis, him and his family, own an island, and uh, they all went there at the beginning of COVID, and they were like sending out pictures and stuff. They're 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 like molding themselves into a new Wahlbergs style like dynasty.
1: Little St. Gronk Island? Little St. Gronk. (laughs) (laughs) Where the sex crimes
0: are all above board.
1: (laughs) Uh
0: well wait, no. it it isn't like this isn't like a tropical is this a tropical island or a fucking terrible windy windswept northeastern island.
2: (laughs) It's a little Martha's Vineyard. It's just it's negative (laughs) ten degrees. Um no, it's you know somewhere good. <laughs> it's not merely okay. where his, our state. His is. family
1: just owns Greenland. That's just his <laughs> <way>.
0: <laughs> I dude, I, I I that's the thing about the that guy. He's a, I mean, like I don't know if I would put him on the right side of history, but like he's kind of chill. Like he he's really into weed, and he's like, I don't want to get CTE anymore, so now I love weed. Gronkowski, uh, Yeah, he like when he retired for like a year and a half or whatever. He like started a, or at least is a very big spokesperson for like a huge marijuana like thing uh yeah and, i'll say uh, this
1: I'll say one thing though about this, Danny, yeah. not everyone who smokes weed is cool <laughs> uh. Oh, i'd like no, to see no. some
2: some evidence on that i don't know if that's true
0: i got, yeah i don't know if you're right about that Dave, david i'm pretty sure uh Sounds like I, someone I, is I've,
2: jealous he doesn't smoke weed yeah because <laughs> he can't I, handle it
1: i've been i've been around people who uh are who smoke weed and they're not cool some most people are cool who smoke weed but he might. I, I'm just afraid of Gronkowski. That's all I'm trying Looking to say. To
2: scramble to cover his bases, trying to backpedal, on anti-Weed stance.
0: I mean, Dave, look, David, you're not wrong. I mean, what is he? He's like, he's like, a, what, six foot four, and like
1: a Dude, solid he's probably like six pound. foot
2: ten or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could he's be, a professional athlete. Yeah. He
1: could athlete. easily be a wrestler. <laughs> no, that, what, truly, like one of the most terrifying. Like, do you remember when? like they were in the movie Shrek when they when Shrek is talking about how much he's discriminated against for being an ogre. Okay. I uh, remember every
2: part of the movie Shrek.
1: Okay. So <laughs> there's like well I think the way that he describes being an ogre is just describing Gronkowski, I
2: think. <laughs> it's just uh anti-tall ableism that Shrek faces <laughs> <Yeah>. around. <it>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, by the way, I just God. looked that up Rob Gronkowski is 6 foot 6.
0: He is oh. so. T- I'm. I'm looking up his stats right. Yeah, I was just about to say he's six six, and he's two hundred and he's two hundred and sixty eight pounds, and he's six six. geez. that's actually Christ. pretty skinny for six six. <laughs> no, it is. You're right. He's all fucking this. I, all fat,
1: baby. Just pure fat. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think so. it's just really funny when people say that someone's all muscle, but then. Two minutes later that's the same person who will say muscle is actually heavier than fat. And I'm like, it can't be both. It can't like, be both. It... <laughs> so, uh Alex, how did you end up in Boston? Tell us about your journey to to please, be. How did please. I end
2: up in it? Yeah. I was oh. shit out of a vagina there. <laughs> <Nice>. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh uh I think I was I was born um right outside of Boston and then my family moved to the suburbs when i was 4 or so and then i lived there as a big child
1: man, big man small pond
2: big man small pond the small yeah. pond of one of the largest cities in america
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh that's that's cool would you ever like go into boston proper when you were growing up and what for
2: so um boston is not as exciting as new york city is what you have to understand so like if you're (laughs) going there it's because there's like a specific store you want to visit right it it doesn't have the same like walking culture there's not that much infrastructure that way and uh if you're not like going to the bars which had no use for me at the time there wasn't really anything to do so there was like a store that sold magic the gathering cards in Cambridge, I was very into, I would go there sometimes
0: Okay, <laughs> nice. okay, this is the good stuff
1: <laughs> They but have that's a wonderful not even aquarium in... But that's also, but the, but Cambridge is a separate city from Boston,
2: right? It is, but you can like, you can walk from Cambridge into Boston in a way you can't walk from Needham to Boston <laughs> So if you're over there, mm-hmm. you'll like walk around for the day or what have you and then you go on a lot of field trips there to watch like men in tri-corner hats tell you that like making beer was hard in 1784
1: or whatever. No, but bad year for beer, yeah.
2: That it was a year. tough year.
1: <laughs> yeah. We hadn't yeah.
2: figured out what our national brand was yet.
1: Yeah. Are we an IPA kind of guy or are we a double IPA kind of a what guy? What
2: country is this?
1: <laughs> I'm
2: just in terms <laughs> of family. beer we're talking. <laughs>
1: yeah thomas jefferson was like a a triple hop smoked ipa kind of a guy and hamilton was just like a pale ale kind of a a guy
2: yeah yeah and then sam adams was like i'm just making loggers bro it's just loggers i don't know why you guys gotta be so difficult all the time
0: (laughs) yeah it's actually i it's it's strange looking at it i mean when Spoiler alert, uh, uh, listeners about two years ago, Alex and I visited there or rather I stayed at his house for one night when we were doing comedy and, and the only way I could describe it is it just reminds me of smaller Los Angeles because it's just like a city that is quite big, but really there's all these other fucking little things around it. Like. Cambridge and fucking Quincy and like Medford and like all and like Needham and shit like we're well, South Shore. Lives. Yeah, yeah, that's it's one right. of those things
2: like uh, there is like a city proper that no one goes to, and then anywhere twenty miles around it, you're like, yeah, that's Boston. It's nowhere yeah, the size exactly. of LA, though. I will say that very different feel going on.
0: Oh yes, for certain, for certain. More well, oh.
2: like w- Irish ignorance seeping into the pores there. <laughs> <laughs> that's walk-
1: that's not that's purity, man. <laughs> I walked around uh, downtown Boston one time. I went there for work, and the financial area, the financial district, is very like uh, generic, as they kind of are. But what's amazing about the Boston, like financial sector which is where like all the tall buildings are right if right. i have it right
2: that's that right is- david that's where all the tall buildings are did you see the prue david the prue building? the prudential building
0: no. <laughs> did you what? see the prue <laughs> our one
2: big building so we can point to it and say see new york doesn't have anything on
1: us we got this weird building <laughs> Oh I see this one Yeah it's a really strange It's a, it's just looks like the the World Trade Center Towers Except for it has like a little rate like It has like a little condo on top
2: There is a really cool Sneaker it. store that used to be over there I bet it's not there anymore <laughs> Where you had to like It was like a speakeasy for shoes And you like did a knock at the front And they'd take you into a back room with really sweet Jordans
1: Sick nice. That was cool uh, one other thing about Boston is like for for our listeners, Boston has a huge financial sector. I feel like it kind of needs to be noted. Uh, there's a lot of big like uh mutual fund companies. Actually, the the mutual fund, if you guys, was invented in Boston. Like the, oh yeah, so the mutual fund is like a thing. You know that that's where you. Put your money in like a group, like a big wash of of uh, you know of companies, and that's for anyone to be able to invest in, and it's registered and stuff like that. And it's this probably the, if you don't as uh, anyone who isn't you know a millionaire or a billionaire who has money invested, or a, you know a big time millionaire has their money invested in a mu- likely in a mutual fund or a few other like related things, and that was inve- invented in Boston and uh that's right david
2: wally the green monster came up with that one and we said this is good (laughs) enough that you can be the mascot for our baseball team
0: (laughs) he earned it man (laughs) well david isn't it the case that like um back before there was a clearly defined set of uh what was the financial powerhouse in the united states it was kind of split between New York City, uh, Philadelphia, and Boston, or something along those lines.
1: Yeah, and Chicago for commodities because Chicago was where like all the agricultural stuff was like filtered into, and then it was taken to New York from there. Like all the goods from resource extraction from the heartland of America went through Chicago.
0: And if you were trying, if you were trying to get a sausage that was half hog and half an Irishman's arm. You yeah. <laughs> you had to go through you had to go through Chicago. You
1: had to go through Chicago, and yes. the but Boston has really developed itself because of its huge. Uh, I I I think that there's a lot of institutions that are very related in Boston, and part of it is the fact that you have. Uh, so to go over the financial companies, you have things like Fidelity Investments, you have State Street, you have. Bain Capital, which is very famous for its relationship to politicians, a lot, uh, folks like Mitters Romney worked there. Deval Patrick, oh. yep, Deval Patrick, uh, former governor, worked there. Uh, so then you have um, a lot of uh, headquarters uh, for like a bunch of big law firms as well have like their big headquarters there. Uh, Wilmer Hale, Goodwin Proctor. these are just like big financial law firms that are all set up putnam investments is set up uh there and because of that i think i think that the relationship between these financial sectors like why there is so much finance in boston is in part due to the fact that there are so many universities in boston
0: yes yes i'm looking at this map of it right now and dear god there's just so many is there something called tufts Is that a thing? Yeah, my friend
2: went to Tufts. I used to go there and try to frighten the students because I'd gotten drunk on the bus over.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) What happened? Did you frighten many?
2: Yeah, I would like wake up somewhere else and then have to find my way back. It was kind of interesting.
0: A lot of Alex's younger experiences, at least from some of the anecdotes you've told me, is just oh i got i got real shit housed that,
2: that's <laughs> what i was shit house. yeah we had the reputation for drunkest city for a while i don't know if it's left uh our, our uh mantle but it was it was there like david is saying is correct there's a lot of finance there's a lot of schools a lot of um well-educated people end up moving to new england because they go to college in boston and then are like, ah, this is where my happy days are. I'll stick around here and make a lot of money.
1: Right. Yeah. Or they go to some college like in the surrounding area of New England and then get a job in Boston afterwards.
2: It's the capital of cocky liberal attitude in the country, I believe. There is so much oh, looking sure. down on everything else in America happening in this <laughs> wonderful state. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's why I think we're one of the most hated cities. It's really, it's really strange because I mean, like you know, we all live in New York, and and you'd kind of think like, oh, that's like that's got to be it for sure. And if and I want to just like for context here, like you know, I'm I'm from the Pacific Northwest. Like I didn't have a lot of context for the Northeast in general when I you know before I moved here and like what it's all about. But New York has it's like it it has its own. Going on it's like yeah There's definitely like elitist Shitty people but it's also just like Mixed in with a bunch of fashion Dipshits and fucking like Actual like old school New Yorkers calling people like Slurs that haven't existed for 80 years And like a a bunch Of other random shit So it just kind of gets lost in the wash But like
1: New York is one of the New York is one of the Few American cities where there Is no single Top to the pyramid, you know, if that makes sense. Like, if you're you're, if you're career a career aspirant in Washington D.C., the top of the pyramid is you know working in the White House. Same thing with Los Angeles, you know, working for you know I don't know in Hollywood as as an exact you know as I I assume Tom Hanks. That's he's the top of the. He's at the top. That's right. Yeah, he he gets to open
2: for the president (laughs) on inauguration day.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then you know, San Francisco, obviously, you know, it's Peter Thiel, and then in Boston, I don't. It, it's hard to know exactly what the top is, besides maybe being, being, Harvard, being Mister Harvard, but Mister Harvard. I guess Alex, what do you answer that for that question instead of me? Instead of me projecting, <laughs> what? Who, What do you think is like the top of the? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: The top of Boston. Um, Well, see, you know why you're having a hard time picking that out is because Boston does not have anything uh, cool. Like there's no, no like you know the top of Los Angeles because Hollywood is known around the world, and the top of New York you could argue is somewhere on Wall Street, somewhere or something like that. Boston. All of the the our cultural signifiers are from sports because we use our massive financial earnings to just pick off all the good players for all of the fucking teams. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's what some like. If you just ask like a random dude on the street here, they'd be like the top fucking Noma or whatever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I I think it's probably the head of some investment group that nobody knows the name of. We have a lot of. I guess you could also make a push for like we we have uh these cutting edge like robotics and software firms here too. So you could maybe say yes. we're the tech head America's right. tech our gear meister. We make the <laughs> robots that look like dogs.
1: Oh, those are yeah. scary. Those are from Boston, aren't they? That's right. They're Boston Dynamics. Yes, it's always uh yeah. No,
0: I think you're you're definitely you're you're hitting a chord there, Alex, because there is a. Uh, a very like, well, I mean, first of all, if, if anybody, I, I, people sometimes forget how fucking old the city is. It goes back to the you know the sixteen hundreds, and it's incredibly old. So yeah, in it it terms of, like of like
2: America, it's oldest you're gonna get.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and has like a, it does have sort of a a deep Eldridge uh, dark <laughs> darkness to it, almost as, like
1: yeah, kind of like Danny. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: yes yes we're like everyone's you know you know you'll be like oh new york i saw a fuck i saw a celebrity walking around that's pretty cool Uh oh oh wall street oh this is great uh but then every once in a while you'll see something like you know alex was just saying where it's like oh yeah boston dynamics just came up with a dog that could that's a a robot
1: (laughs) it's a living dog
0: (laughs) they
2: just invented
0: the dog um what
2: (laughs) Boston, the- Dynamics
1: ju- Boston Dynamics just gave birth to puppies.
2: Yeah. One <laughs> uh, of the biggest upsides to it from it being so old, and this is something you don't appreciate living there growing up, is uh, we're like the one city that's not on a grid. <laughs> it's just all cow paths everywhere. So driving around is really fun. There's like lots of sloping roads and stuff. And it'll just be on a thing that will just do a U-turn for no reason. Because that's the oh. way a horse used to go.
0: Oh, I'm I'm looking awesome. at it on Google Maps right now. And this is an I this is an absolute clusterfuck. It is completely there is no rhyme or reason. I will say though, it is incredibly funny how close Logan International Airport is to the actual city. That's right. <laughs> it's like it's like two miles if you, it's like there's that one center part of Boston where uh the common the Boston commons are it's two miles away from the airport. Whereas, like, you have to drive like 30 miles from Denver just to get to their airport.
2: Yeah, but you know why they could put the airport in the middle of the city? Because no one hangs out in the city. And so you go to work and you leave.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's incredibly, it's an incredibly silly place. Uh, it makes like Wall Street and lower Manhattan just look like child's play. All these like double backs and just sort of like, yeah, like you said, like, oh, we, <laughs> This is where i this is where I store my horse for the evening,
2: yeah, my hometown <laughs> Needham is just uh i I might be getting this backwards. It is either the mountain that was removed to fill in the swamp in Boston or it, <laughs> <laughs> or it is just where they took out all of uh all of the shit that was a hill in Boston and dumped it onto a swamp, and then that became Needham. One or the other. That's I gotta look
1: it up. kind of the same thing. Okay. Dirt went either away or towards. One of the things that I think is like, maybe so uh, Boston actually because it has a pretty uh, big finance sector it it's Secretary of State or Secretary of the Commonwealth excuse me Alex is uh, this excused. guy named William Galvin <laughs> and he is actually nationwide considered one of the most uh, aggressive financial regulators in the country, mostly because of Alex's emotional support. <laughs> and <laughs> I, the, it's just weird because, so there was this huge rule that the SEC implemented. A couple, we've talked about it a lot. It's called regulation best interest. Basically what it says is that it defines the standard of conduct for financial professionals. So if you're selling or advising On you know, in any sort of financial capacity to regular people, then you have to follow certain standards of conduct. And basically, the uh, the Trump administration passed a a rule called Regulation Best Interest, made it so that brokers have a lower standard than advisors. Effectively, Massachusetts turns around and says, "No, you're not going to do that." They make they pass a uniform standard of conduct between the two of them. And so now Massachusetts is the only state in the country where a broker dealer has to follow a totally separate and higher standard of conduct uh than the rest of the country. And this guy that's like just one of the things that this that this financial, you know, the unhinged, you know, evil, corrupt uh regulator is doing to harm the, the hardworking people of the financial sector. Uh yeah, he he said Donald Trump tried to pass these this
0: thing and then he said hey do you like apples and, and then I'm and then he laughing shit because
2: in, it's a reference to one of our favorite movies here in Boston
0: <laughs> and uh and he shit in his open mouth uh but
2: it's yeah my favorite it's, it, part of like, goodwill hunting when Ben Affleck shits in Matt Damon's mouth and then he says, it's
1: not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault.
2: Swallow this shit.
0: <laughs>
1: we like to have fun here, folks. The one of the uh most interesting like most Boston stories that I can actually think of is not Goodwill hunting, but it's it was this huge settlement that happened. This is it Boston the that departed? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not. That, that's the thing, is I feel like a lot of Boston culture is and and how it's depicted in film is like a historic slash South Side of Boston culture, but there, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for ever for Alex on this one, but a lot of white people in Boston are much more white collar than the departed makes it seem.
2: Yes, it's a city obsessed with uh, uh oppression, like it's a a lot of like wealthy guys being like, you know, the Irish were slaves too. We're the capital of that. In uh, probably the world and we like (laughs) depicting this one really impoverished neighborhood to represent the uh, 50 square miles of rich suburbanites and you get movies like the town and the departed and stuff which I mean it is hard for the people who live there but the people making those movies are not like them
0: (laughs) oh No, and no, there's way, no.
2: way more of them. Is what I think. Yeah, I have to understand. It's not like like some areas of New York where there's like, oh, there's a ton of rough working class people. Like maybe in uh, during industrialization, this was true, <laughs> but now we're just a hub <laughs> for money.
1: Yeah, I mean, I it's it's kind of like uh, this like false impression is kind of the way that TV depicts Hell's Kitchen. Like yeah, like, Hell, Hell's Kitchen, Manhattan, where Daredevil fights crime, and it's like actually there's just like a lot of like aspirant upper class gays. Yeah, and- Hell's Kitchen, <laughs>
2: we're the yeah. toughest gay bars in America. <laughs> deal with like crime.
1: they like, get ya. <laughs> yeah, it's like the families who are here for like two nights to see you know cats there- or whatever. Like they go to one restaurant in Hell's Kitchen, and that's. 70% of the neighborhood right there.
2: Daredevil should only be stopping gay crime. I think that was that would <laughs> add the twist to make him stick out <laughs> as the hero of Hell's Kitchen. Yes, he's okay. just
0: walk he's just walking into various clubs and he's like, now to stop, now to stop crime. And it's like <laughs> No, it's
1: like, no, he's like walking
2: it- into clubs and he's like, You didn't ID me what if i was
1: underage <laughs> he's just like looking up where people are like sending out the meme be gay do crimes and he's like you're under arrest <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> <up>.
2: <laughs> why is he, he's not batman <laughs> he has the same voice that's the problem though is he looks and acts just like batman <laughs>
1: except for he's blind that's except uh, he's
2: blind but can yeah. see due to his echo location daredevil's the dumbest fucking hero it makes me also so mad. he
1: is much more bat-like than batman by that yes regard, just saying he
2: is more bat-like than batman also he can see <laughs> He can see in three <laughs> dimensions so why even have him be blind
1: <laughs> oh it's cool that, come on I need <laughs> answer <to> that alex <laughs> uh but this is a, a really very Boston story, actually, is uh, so MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, where a lot of these Boston Dynamics uh, people graduate from and stuff like that. Huge endowment. Uh, they We make were, a lot of great they, weapons over here. A lot of great weapons, a lot of cool things, uh, a lot of scary things. Most dystopian things uh, are at MIT. And they just settled uh, a lawsuit in 2019. Okay. For essentially, it's this uh, become a big thing in the financial sector of being charged for uh, charging excessive fees in your four hundred one k plan. Okay, so four hundred one k is like your employee's retirement plan, right? And you have to you as the employer have an obligation to hire the best firm to manage your company's four hundred one k plan. So if you've ever if you've ever had a job. After you start that job, you'll get if you and if your job is a 401k, you'll get a letter from some random financial firm you've never heard of before, and you're like, I don't know what TIA is, I don't know what Vanguard is, I don't know what Fidelity is, but you'll get it, and that is your 401k. And basically, uh, MIT manages a huge amount of 401ks. Some of them not 401ks, they're these other ones for teachers that are slightly different, but really, the, a lot of the 401ks are, you know, for you know normal salaried staffers at mit which could just be like if you have a 401k for like the janitor or something like that and uh they are managed they were managed at one point by fidelity investments also headquartered in boston okay Mm -hmm. so you see where i'm getting with this so massive mit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh you're bad <laughs> uh, so mit mit uh has an endowment of i think i looked this up earlier it's somewhere in the, in the thir- it's like 13 billion dollars as we
2: say in boston
1: that's a lot of chowder yes that's what we say yes <laughs> they had a 16.4 billion excuse me and they uh essentially were they ha- they chose to have their retirement plan for their workers managed by Fidelity Investments also based out of Boston fun fact about fidelity uh very the president of fidelity has a very close relationship with MIT fidelity investments on its own invested or donated 5 million dollars to MIT and they were this i believe the president of MIT was given like courtside seats uh to sponsored by MIT i think to go uh to see the Celtics is that a Boston team one that's of the a, best teams Boston. Boston. shut David. the fuck shut the fuck up <laughs> and uh what ended up happening uh was they alleged that the uh the lawsuit alleged that these fees were T- totally excessive, unreasonable, too many of them. And this is, this, if you, so if you think about the, the scheme of what's happening, this is your boss and your boss is kind of the person who's supposed to be overseeing how you're paid. The person who's managing your 401k. Okay. The person who's managing your 401k is giving your boss money, donating $5 million to MIT. Okay. And in exchange, your boss is letting them charge you, the, four, your, the worker, excessive fees on your own retirement. What that ends up being is it just is, it, it, it's extracting fees from the worker, going to MIT, and then that, uh, in some ways, going back to, or going to Fidelity, and then in exchange for MIT being quiet, they're getting a kickback in donations.
2: Right, David, but what you're not considering is it's a great deal for the bosses because the Celtics are one of
0: the best teams in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't under you don't understand. No, no, you're not seeing this the way I'm seeing. This. We're talking about
2: a full evening at TD Bank North, okay? <laughs> it's a hockey stadium, it's a uh, basketball stadium. I saw a green day there once. It's a great place to be. There's no better way to spend a Friday night.
1: Yeah so that's kind of the whole thing. I mean this ended up costing uh, the their employees tens of millions of dollars and wow. in return MIT leveraged millions of dollars in donations from Fidelity. Investments and they sued the, the lawsuit, uh, ended up settling for 18 million dollars. And this is like million. 18 million, and this was the largest uh, of these sorts of lawsuits at the time. I'm not really sure if it's the largest now, but uh, big deal, big amount of money, and I think that that is much more. It, I mean, the way you're describing Boston, Alex, this is so much more of a Boston story than The Departed.
2: Well, that's not true because The Departed has Mark Wahlberg and Alec Baldwin in it, uh, all doing uh, yeah. different, exciting Boston accents. So I, I have a hard time imagining how this could be more Boston
0: than that. I really have a hard time understanding how this could be more Boston
1: than that.
2: They, they got to put Whitey Bulger on
0: ice. Good luck, pal.
2: <laughs> what is oh, more man. of a Boston
1: University, Harvard or MIT, or Boston College?
2: Um, In terms, so Harvard is the obvious answer because it's like the international Ivy old money king, you know, and that's kind of what Boston right. is. But I think in terms of pure aesthetics and just representation and like uh, what Boston feels like Boston college yeah. is the answer. Cause it is Catholic. Uh, you get oh, a yeah. lot of confused Republicans there who just vote Democrat because they are from Boston and don't want to think of themselves as a hick. Um, just like, a re- like this form of, uh, of like white power that, doesn't really exist in a lot of the country. Old like My 1960s power. polo guys go there.
1: Ro- Rockefeller Republicans.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mitt Romney's, if you will.
1: He did not who did not go to Boston College.
2: I know, I'm just saying they have guys like him there. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think so. Okay. That helps. So maybe if this the scandal had took taken place at Boston College, it would be more Is MIT considered culturally removed from boston
2: yeah mit is like I mean, I mean if you are talking to someone from boston they'll be like yeah mit we got all the science or whatever but uh <laughs> i do think it, it existed it's in its own kind of cultural island of like this is where the real shit goes down science uh, aficionados probably regard it as its own culture over there
0: it has a manic feel to it. It is. It's a little bit of everything. But again, like David was saying, the big, uh, the big, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, dark energy does come from the financial sector <laughs> at large.
2: It does. And this came up a little bit earlier when I think Danny was talking about how different Boston feels than New York. The thing about New York is it is the immigration capital of America. It's where a lot of people come in, and it's you know, for better or worse, in how it's implemented a big melting pot of cultures and people and industries. Whereas Boston is old settlers, like from the Mayflower, who have just leveraged a uh, general wealth for a full 300 years and the kind of odd ways that comes out. And then like racist institutional power from the 20th centuries, that it has like, one of the most segregated cities in the country. And nobody like talks. Nobody there thinks they're racist, but they all have never seen a black person. It's really strange.
1: Yeah, I uh, have heard from. I mean, the famous like Michael Che called Boston the most racist city in America. Um, I have a, a black friend from Boston who also said it was an incredibly racist city. Uh, is that, that that holds true to you? That rings true to you, Alex?
2: Yeah, because it's one of the few uh, major North cities where segregation like was finished. You know, there was a big fight over that in the '60s with busing, um, and I think essentially, like the race mixing element of it, lost because that you just are not around other races most of the time. Like my town was all Irish and Jewish.
0: Well, I mean, it it definitely feels like. Um, so I like I said, you know, I spent a decade in Portland, Oregon, which is you know, statistically speaking, the whitest city in America by nice. Yes, yes. Incredibly white. Um, I'll but, say
2: not nice. N-
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, the difference, though, it's like, the difference, though, between, like, a place like uh, Portland, Oregon, and and Boston is, though, is, like, for one thing, the, I don't want to, well, yeah, well, I'll just say, yeah, like the, like, the white supremacy thing in Oregon is, it, it has roots there, but they're, like, you know, people are just sort of, like, they don't, it's like, the racism or whatever, it's just friendlier and what have you. And just sort of like, oh, I just, oh, I just don't, I guess I just don't know any black people. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, uh-oh, whoopsie, my bad. And then also, which it is definitely worth noting, there are legitimate white supremacists who, like, existed there in, like, the 70s. And also, like, next door in Idaho, in Boise, huge yeah. white supremacist population, all that stuff. What you're describing in Boston, though, is, like, like I said, much older more sort of like entrenched energy of just sort of like it's, it, it's like it doesn't have the veneer of just like, ha ha ha, we're riding a bicycle and we're wearing a funny hat. Ha ha
1: ha ha. <laughs> That's true. Well, Boston's, no one Boston's richer. Boston's way richer than Portland. Also, I heard this story and I might be wrong, but that Portland, Oregon was founded by two settlers. One was from Portland, Maine, and the other was from Boston, Massachusetts. And yes, they flipped a coin to determine whether it was going to be called Boston or Portland. That's
0: correct. That is absolutely correct. Uh, I believe Ambrose Burnside was one of the main uh, he was one of the main founders there for sure. These are how all cities should be named. Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I, I think that
0: I mean, tell me if I'm wrong on this. But
2: from what I understand, the difference between the racism in Portland and Boston is. Boston is the racism of, like, Yankee aristocracy over time, clutching to its own power, you know, using racism as a tool. Whereas a lot of Portland was, like, designed by Confederate holdouts and, like, a (laughs) purpose racist project.
1: (laughs) Oregon was, uh, from what I understand, was founded uh, as a, like, uh, abolishing slavery, as a slave-free state uh, because... They explicitly did not want black people in that state. Like Oregon, yes. Oregon was so racist. They did not. They wanted to do their own field work.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was it started sort of as like a trading post sort of situation. The, the main populous city was Oregon City. Or she's I can't remember the exact name, but like it was not Portland. Was it Squim? No, that's Washington, you loser. Whatever. uh. <laughs> uh <laughs> No, but and but but you are absolutely right. Though um, the sort of racist uh, history of that uh, came really sort of developing uh, post uh, slavery, where uh, it was just like, "We we ban yeah," like what you're saying, "We have banned slavery." It's like, "Okay, cool." So black people are allowed, and they're like, "No," <laughs> 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 and it's just like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, we banned slavery." And then it's like, wait, but black people are allowed, right? And they're like, would you like a nice coffee? <laughs> <laughs> like, like the, they basically pu- they punted, essentially, on that. And now it sort of manifests itself in the form of, of quirky people who don't know any better, who just drive Subaru Outbacks all over the place, uh, you know. But there is a deeply racist uh, history to that. We're kind of on a tangent at this point. But point, point being, point being, uh I wanna, yeah so
1: let's get off the tangent i want to talk about uh the one last thing that that president Trump did in office uh which was the last round of commutations and pardons that he gave because some of them are very funny and this is something that is our beat and worth discussing uh i, I want to first say there are quite a few of them that are about crim- you know about like nonviolent drug drug arrests i don't think it was nearly as many as what Obama did in his final month in office, but he still did quite a few commutations of of nonviolent drug offenses and things like that. But there was also some really great ones. James E. Johnson was pardoned for uh pleading guilty in charges related to migratory birds. There yeah. was free my uh, man re- Benedict o- Old Burling, who. Convicted on one count of bank fraud, but after he completed his sentence, he purchased two aquarium stores. That's amazing. There was Adriana Shioda. Uh, she was convicted of conspiracy to traffic in counterfeit goods. Commit copyright infringement. Introduce misbranded food into interstate commerce. I have to know what food this was. What was the – like, was it peanut butter? Like, I, I – I, I, <laughs> just – I. The- well, it. yeah, the
0: – well, yeah. David sent me over the article that basically showed every pardon as it existed, and it, it was weird, and it, I have to say the media coverage of the pardons particularly uh, has been strange. I mean, like, I don't watch MSNBC or CNN or anything like that, so I, I can't completely speak to like, everything they're saying, but largely it just seems like they're like, oh my god, I can't believe the, uh, the, uh, this departing president. Pardoned over 125 people, and then I looked at the list, and it's like, boy oh boy, are there just a lot of non events non-violent drug offenders on there, and, oh, yeah. and not just, and not just marijuana. By the way, he pardoned a lot of people for like meth and coke. There's even a guy who got pardoned for making LSD. Like yeah, it's I really, saw that. It's really funny. There's a ton of non-violent drug offenders. Uh, there's definitely a uh, a big handful of financial things that are weird. Yes. Uh, for sure, Th- definitely a lot of them. And then as David was saying, there is just a a nice little mixture of oddballs and wingdings, oh, aka it- the guy who like had too many migratory birds, which is funny because Joe Exotic was like Donald Trump was he he didn't pardon me cuz he was just I was just too gay and too weird for him. And I honestly I think there is a non-zero chance that when they were explaining the pardoning process to Donald Trump and they're like, oh, do you want to pardon Joe Exotic? He's like, oh, we already got an animal guy. Like, yeah, we yeah I got yeah.
2: Bird's guy. I put it all on Bird's guy.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh, there's yeah. also the Jorgensen family, which uh gathered a group of South Dakota cattle producers to market and sold processed beef. The Jorgensons market, marketed their beef under the Dakota lean brand and sold the premium product as heart healthy and antibiotic and hormone free. When demand outstripped supply, the family mixed in inferior commercial beef trim and knowingly sold misbranded beef. It dude, it's fucking hilarious because
0: his pardons are just an extension of every business venture that he's had. Like one of them is like the Trump steak situation. And then I think they're ah oh, I can't remember if there was a vodka guy or something in there. Uh was a guy
2: The pardons are a perfect crystallization of like the uh, media misunderstanding Trump because if you <laughs> if you were to guess who Donald Trump would be pardoning based on like his reputation, you'd be like operators, war criminals, uh open Nazis, and then that would be it. And then in real life it's like a a man who loves my beef. He's one of the yeah. only people who supports me and loves me.
1: <laughs> there are a lot of Republican donors in this as well. And again, it's kind of like the misunderstanding that Trump is like somehow like above the rep- the partisan fray or something like that. And like, there's, there's a few people who just like this guy, Elliot Brody, who, if you look at his Wikipedia page, just has just constant things like just he, uh, there was something with uh, a sexual affair in uh, some like uh, Playboy playmate non-disclosure agreement. Uh, there was some like business and political dealings. This guy's just been uh, going through all uh, just uh, astounding amounts of like fraud and bribes and things mm-hmm. like that uh, with the RNC as well. There are three people who personally, were vouched for by Alan Dershowitz on this list. Uh, Thank you, which President is, Trump. <laughs> they're, 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 oh, th- this guy's maybe the funniest one, though, who's just like an open, like, crook. Okay, there's this guy, Alex Adjmi, and uh, he is usually in, like, the in the whole list, they have some sort of thing that he did, okay? Uh, it, all it says about his crime, it says, Mr. Adjmi was convicted of a financial crime and served five years in prison. Uh, and... What If you look it up, what he did, he, this is some just some real estate guy that Donald Trump knew. And you know who asked for the special favor uh, in order to give the, uh, the pardon? Was Chaim Chera on behalf of his late father, Stan Chera.
0: Stan! Stan Chera! The way he yeah.
1: went out. Oh, I just can't think about it.
2: <laughs> I Am hope I never go, go out like, like Stan? Stan.
1: I hope I never <laughs> do! <laughs> Yeah, this guy um, uh, was just an associate of Stan Shara, who was trying to launder Colombian drug money through his real estate adventures. That's just amazing. Like, that is the the sort of pardon that you're going to get, for uh, a classic Trump pardon. Uh, Yeah. You can't, I I feel like Alex Adjmi sums up the whole thing.
2: I do feel like (laughs) when you commit white-collar crime, you are... In a way, stealing Boston's
0: culture and appropriating, it. <laughs> and that is something we've been really mad about around here. The other funny thing too is like I do like I mean people did focus quite a bit on some of the the uh, the higher profile pardons like obviously Steve Bannon he's in there, um, and then Little Wayne Little Wayne is also there. Yep, uh, but Kodak Kodak
1: okay. Black as well.
0: Honestly, the weirdest thing that is that Kodak Black kind of seems sort of like the weird, like it's that one that that one's completely out of left field for me. I never have heard Donald Trump mention Kodak Black once or I mean, <laughs> honestly, I, I, I could be wrong about this. Like he might have talked about him several times, but but point B, like I think that was another weird thing where he's like, well, little Wayne is my friend and I'll pardon him. And then somebody was probably like, you should pardon another Rapper, <laughs> and then they're like, they talk to some of Little Wayne's people, and like, who's another rapper? And they're like, Kodak Black. He's like, all right,
2: can then. I can I pardon <laughs> ASAP Rocky again? Is that something yeah. I could do? <laughs> We're yeah, good no, friends. yeah,
0: <laughs> and which is strange because again, like, out of out of all the all all the like sort of like uh high profile pardons, like the Kodak Black one seems like the darkest one because it seems like he was kind of a genuinely bad guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, like he's sort of like a pretty troubled like you know like again like dmx has been to jail like 10 times and that guy does not deserve a pardon anymore (laughs) he's killed like (laughs) hundreds of dogs (laughs) yes yes yeah 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 so that one that one was really strange and again like somewhat definitely just sort of like ooh, like (laughs) like uh you could make a case it's like yeah we'll we'll pardon little wayne because clearly he just caught like a weird uh gun charge and uh, and he
1: endorsed. And he endorsed Trump.
0: I don't know what's that going guy. on. Oh, <laughs> that guy, awesome. Lil Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> little, little, little Wayne. Little Wayne is real smart, but also that he's he's drank way too much lean. Like he's he's guys, he's all he's his brain he's is purple
2: crazy. now. He has the same oh, yeah. mind as Grimace. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you guys remember that commercial where he's pouring champagne on the cell phone? That was I like that part of Lil Wayne.
2: That's cool. Yeah, Lil Wayne has a lot to offer. Um, anytime you're interested, Mister Wayne, you are welcome to become an honorific Bostonian. You can move into one of our fine suburbs to be discriminated against. And
0: we would love to have you. I think I think Trump Trump probably pardoned him as well, just because. Like I mean, not not to little Wayne is he's quite little, and Donald Trump is, is not little. And I think he wow. just wanted to get that picture where you've got all six foot four of Donald Trump next to like little Wayne, who is maybe five, three. Like he just wanted that picture. Little Wayne five, three little Wayne is incredibly little.
2: You've got to be exaggerating this. I'm, I'm fact checking right now. Somebody, somebody come no. back to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fact checking. I'm, I'm looking at I mean, little first, Wayne, five
2: foot five little. That is very small. Though. I'll give you that. That's
1: the that that is, that is credit that that's quite little. It's just, little. I'm just imagining him, like, you know, uh, getting piggybacked by Danny DeVito. You know, like, just, uh, <laughs> just getting smaller and smaller. Every he become I'm the size him. of one full size
2: man. You're saying, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, Lil, oh my Wayne. God. Lil Wayne. Little oh Wayne for a while easy... made a song every day. That's really inspirational. You know, you like, you can never say I'm too dumb to work hard. If this guy who has destroyed his own brain is making like an album a week,
0: (laughs) how? Uh, I want. Easy E was only five foot three. Really? I'm just looking up short rappers now. (laughs) And you know he
2: was having sex because he died of AIDS. Oh. He did.
1: Or drugs. He could have been doing drugs.
2: Uh, I think it was probably from the sex.
1: Hmm. I think think it was the same. I think it
2: was all about fucking (laughs) sex.
1: (laughs) I want to go over the last two because I think that this really, like, signals where Trump is headed as a Florida resident and probably potentially going to be, like, indicted on some sort of criminal and uh, civil charges recently. He pardoned uh, this guy named Fred Clark. Fred, quote, Dave Clark. (laughs) Like... His nickname is <laughs> his nickname is Dave, Dave. <laughs> Dirty Dave. It's like, hey, what's up? I'm Alex Dave Patak. Uh, um, <laughs> um, so he uh was he was supported by Professor Alan Dershowitz, Ken Starr, and uh, a few other people, and it it didn't. So the thing is, is that all all these pardons give like one little sentence as to what they were charged with. This is one of the few ones that describe nothing about what he did. So I had to look it up. And this was, I think, from the Miami Herald. This guy uh, was the CEO of K-Clubs and Resorts in a marina. And he got a 40-year prison stint for this, okay? Promised to turn dilapidated properties in Florida, Vegas, and, and the Caribbean into luxury resorts. Uh, he raised more than $300 million whoa from, from 1400 investors who were promised you know some money from it in 20 uh and then it was really just a ponzi scheme that was the whole thing <laughs> i am
2: legally obligated to remind the audience that is a lot of chow. <laughs> yeah. uh
1: yeah i mean he just this guy was doing fire fest before it was cool
0: Respect. Yeah, I was going to say, when I was skimming through some of them, I did see a Ponzi scheme in there. So we do have a a legitimate uh, namesake of the pod that it, was pardoned uh, yeah. because that. Follow-up, Big it, Sean, 5'8". Big oh, Sean oh. wow! is only
1: 5'8". Just a heads up.
2: That's one of those ironic yeah. names. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe he's just big compared to Lil Wayne. Yeah, it's yes. true. <laughs> Look, together they complete a system.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Big Sean, little wait. Rick Ross is probably Rick Ross. He's gotta be like six foot two. I'm sorry. I'm on a whole. I'm on a whole tip right now. So, oh.
1: uh, the, <laughs> one of the last uh, kind of funny ones was this uh, guy named Doctor Solomon Melgan of Palm Beach County. And he was convicted of Medicare fraud about four years ago. And again, uh and, and some false statements. And I don't I don't know, I don't want to go into like all the details of like his specific Medicare fraud because I don't know. I don't really feel like it. Um and <laughs> <laughs> I just I just, just I don't know. He did he committed Medicare fraud, folks. Google it, all right? But Look another up. funny thing. Yeah, <laughs> another funny thing that Uh, He did was he was involved uh, in this bribery accusation against Senator Robert Menendez, uh, the Democrat from New Jersey, for uh, taking this guy, Robert Menendez, to all these trips to Florida all the time. Like he just flew him out to Florida, not a constituent of his. Bob Menendez is in New Jersey. But Bob Menendez in New Jersey, one of the biggest states for the pharmaceutical industry in the country. And he so this guy was just uh taking his old friend Bob Menendez to vacations like many times a year helping him out with all these sorts of gifts, arranging him to meet all these really great ladies that he just uh got in a really great deal from Russia and you know all these sorts of alleged things. And, oh. uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh so Bob Menendez was involved uh very heavily with Dr. Solomon Melgan, the Medicare fraudster and uh and Trump just pardoned him so uh we're very we're very happy for for everyone involved The system works i just i i wanna i wanna thank our beautiful guest Alex. you look great man, no matter what Danny says about you and
0: thanks man
2: uh, no
1: no no that's not true we
0: gotta i have to fact check that i look i look uh, like a
1: beautiful barbie doll Hmm. that's right that's right oh
0: thank you so much for having oh, me david yeah. Uh, yeah i really appreciate it uh <laughs> yeah it's been an
2: honor to be on the show uh <laughs> donate my earnings to the children
1: do you have anything to plug alex
2: oh yes i actually have three podcasts Woo! <laughs> so if you like podcasts. Oh, Maron, you're in for a treat because I got so many fucking podcasts. I got Poddamn America, which is the politics podcast. you would probably like that if you're listening to this. Or, uh, or Ballin' Out Super is my anime comedy show. And mm. I have a radio drama that I ha- uh, make, I write, produce, and voice myself. I do all the little voices and sound effects They're called Theater of Delights. So if if you love high intensity thrills like the high intensity world of finance, you should you should listen to Theater of Delights. And what's your what's
0: your uh Alex, you've you've done a couple of different projects for Theater of Delights or rather uh I don't know what you call them, uh the, uh seasons Dream inspirations. Yeah. What's uh? One was on Aaron Brockovich being the Grinch. Uh, she one has was to on...
2: prove that a company is hiding the Grinch.
0: Yes, and then <laughs> the first, the first one, which had some, uh, some consultation by yours truly. That was Pedophile High School. Yeah, uh, available on the Theater of the uh, uh,
2: feed. Pedophile can you, High can School. You le- <laughs>
0: can you can you let the people know what the the upcoming one is about?
2: The upcoming one is a uh, brutal dystopia in the distant future where weed is illegal. And uh, the government (laughs) has hired squadrons of goons that they send to go find weed and burn it with flamethrowers. And they're called firemen. And the show is going to be called (laughs) Fahrenheit 420, the temperature at which weed burns. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> wonderful that's, wonderful that's beautiful dude i can't wait uh, thanks i'll, I'll send right. it right over when it's done all right that sounds good uh you heard it here folks i'm getting something for free from alex uh so thanks for ha- thanks for coming on again and uh have a good one all right folks. bye, bye. I have a
2: pleasant boston style afternoon